Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series on the blessing of the Lord, because Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Some people get upset at the message of prosperity, but I believe it's a message that the church today and God's people need to hear. Jesus is looking for a strong church, a prosperous church on the earth, to take the authority that belongs to us and to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. As a matter of fact, the blessing, this word blessing of the Lord that makes one rich is the word barak. It's the state of prosperity or happiness that comes when a superior bestows his favor or the blessing on one. In most passages, the one bestowing the favor is God himself. And the word rich, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. This is the Hebrew word asar. It means to become rich. The blessing of the Lord makes one become rich or be wealthy. This word means to be in a state of having a considerably greater number of possessions or money than is normal in a society, implying status and honor to those in this state. It's not a particular amount of money. It's not a particular amount of wealth. But it's that all your needs are met and above in order to establish God's kingdom on the earth. This word asar means to make rich and to bring wealth and get abundance. That's the original Hebrew. Yesterday, we got about halfway through Psalm 112, and I'd like to read the whole thing. Psalm 112, verse 1, it says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Verse 3 says, Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Verse 6, surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. Hmm. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked see it and will be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. You know, it's God's will that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. It's his will above all things. Like I said, Jesus is building his church, and I believe in these last days, these latter days before the return of Christ, 
that the church needs to believe in God's prosperity in order to take the authority and bring the word of God to the earth and bring the word of God to our neighborhoods, our towns, our cities, and the world. It's going to take some resources. It's going to take a strong and healthy and wealthy church to do so. It's going to take some attitudes to do this right without pride and without lust. Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 21 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven hmm, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wow, he wants us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. How would that be done? Well, it's mentioned in Malachi 3 when it talks about tithing. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open for you the windows of heaven, there's the treasures of heaven, and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. In order to have a strong church, the people in the church need to tithe. But God has a blessing for tithers. For when the people are strong, the church is strong. And when the church is strong, the kingdom is strong. Tithing is one way to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. And giving is another way. We find that in Luke chapter 12, verse 32 through 34. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What does it say about Jesus and riches? In Revelation 5.12, it says, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Yes, Proverbs 10.22, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds, No sorrow with it. And as we've mentioned, that means no toil, and it doesn't mean we have to have 17 jobs and working hard or have certain intelligences or so many businesses. God can bless us, and we'll be talking in the next few days about how that can happen out of the treasures of heaven and brought to earth in order to establish a strong church and a strong people. Proverbs 22 verse 4 starts talking about our attitudes and our character towards prosperity It says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Proverbs 10.4 says, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. And Proverbs 22.1, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. Does that mean God doesn't want us to prosper? No, it does not mean that. It just means our motive shouldn't be for lust but to establish the kingdom of God and to help others in Jesus' name. Because 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And listen to this. For which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Yes, God wants us to prosper, but he doesn't want us to be destroyed in the process. The message version in 1 Timothy 6.10 puts it this way. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely and live to regret it bitterly ever after. And then I like the message version of 1 Timothy 6. We'll read verses 6 through 9. A devout life does bring wealth, but it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. 
since we entered the world penniless and we'll leave it penniless, if we have bread on the table and shoes on our feet, that's enough. But if it's only money these leaders are after, they'll self-destruct in no time. What is this teaching us? It's teaching us to seek the blessing, not the riches. To speak the blessing, not the lust of the flesh. And to trust the blessing, not the riches. And we must know that the prosperity and riches that God's talking about is not for us to receive it upon the lust of our flesh and pride. It's to establish the kingdom. Listen to Matthew 6 again, 33 through 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I like the Lord's Prayer, which says, Give us this day our daily bread, Lord. Even God's prosperity can be daily. He meets all of our needs. Why? That we may be a blessing to others. 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19 talks to the rich. It says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. You see, our attitude and our purpose of rich and wealth and prosperity in this time through the kingdom takes the right attitude, the right heart, and the right purpose. The Living Bible puts it this way in 1 Timothy six seventeen through 19. Tell those who are rich not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which will soon be gone, but their pride and trust should be in the living God who always richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. He goes on in verse 18, tell them to use their money to do good, that they should be rich in good works and should give happily to those in need, always being ready to share with others whatever God has given them. By doing this, they'll be storing up real treasure for themselves in heaven. It is the only safe investment for eternity. I like that. And they will be living a fruitful Christian life down here as well. I like how Pastor George Pearson says it. He says, money is a tool to help others. So are we working just for tomorrow or are we working for seed to plant into the kingdom of God? In other words, why would we want prosperity? Why would we want wealth? Why would God want us to prosper? Why would he want us to be in good health? Well, we're created in his own image and what do we desire for our own children? Yes, our desire for our own children would be that they prosper and live in health. But how do we receive this promise of wealth? Romans 4.16 tells us that all the promises of God are on the same basis for all of us, and they're received in the same way by all of us. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who's the father of us all. You see, all of God's promises are by faith. And as we've been speaking the past few days, that means salvation is available to all, who all will believe and receive. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is available to all, to all who will believe. Healing is available to all, to all who will believe. Deliverance is available to all, to all who would believe, and so is prosperity. It's available to all, to all who will believe and receive, but our heart has to be right. We have to understand why God wants us to prosper and be in health, and all of our efforts should be to build the kingdom of God on the earth. 
How do we do that? Romans 10, 5 through 9. It's the word of faith. It's as close to you as your mouth. If you believe it, if you speak it, if you understand it, it can be yours. The Message Bible says, Moses wrote that anyone who insists on using the law code to live right before God soon discovers it's not so easy. Every detail of life regulated by fine print. But trusting God to shape the right living in us is a different story. No precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. No dangerous descent into hell to rescue the Messiah. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here, as near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Say the welcoming word to God, Jesus is my master, embracing body and soul, God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting him to do it for you. That is salvation. Our time is up, but tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, as we continue in our discussion of the blessing of the Lord. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.